This is Near FM. Weekday mornings from 11. This is Northside Today. Joining me on the phone now, I have a member of the Green Party, Donna Cooney, candidate in the du- for the Dublin North Bay constituency in the upcoming general election. Good morning, Donna. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine, thanks. A little sad now hearing about David Bowie. Woke it, up at 7am getting yeah. texts from my mum and everybody got yeah. to know because I knew I was a, a fan like since I was a kid. So I was like... <gasps> Anyway, so it's you know. one of those. I, 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 somebody described it as this morning as it's going to be one of those. Where were you when you heard this? I know, and I was only listening because he actually shares a birthday with my mom on Friday. Yeah, and my mom had come in. We'd gone into the you know the Moore Street protesting. I'd been in on mm-hmm. the Thursday as well, and they had their both their birthdays on the same day. Yeah, and um, so uh, I was saying to mom, you know, I get you that album, like you know, the Black Star. It's yeah. actually really good. Like he was just creating. I didn't even know mm-hmm. he had cancer. So anyway, I've gone off the point, but uh, and, you know, well, it's amazing but that people. In in fairness, you you just bringing it up is I mean it's, it's a point a lot of people are making this morning. He, he's one of those. I mean, my my kids got up out of bed this morning and my youngest lad's 14 and wouldn't know an awful lot about David Bowie or his music only what they might have heard me listening to on and off down the years and it was one of those when they told him they were all kind of oh no you know so he's one of those icons that that everybody knows it, it'll reverberate everywhere and it's a really sad day for music well he touched three generations because I said my mum was upset I'm upset and then my daughter was upset as well like you know so it's just three generations so he, he's touched like three generations really and he'll go on after he, will, he will surely go on touching many many more anyway we could talk about David well, Bowie all day. I certainly could. no, no, I certainly could, and you probably could too. Yeah, but um, we, 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 we might come back to. It. I certainly want to. You mentioned the the Moore Street uh, campaign that you were at over the weekend. We'll talk about that in a little while, if you don't mind bringing us up to speed about some of the stuff that happened over the weekend. But firstly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you launched your campaign there uh, last week. Was it last week? The middle of last week or the week I before? Did, yeah, Nolan yeah. uh, um on the on the Wednesday on the sixth of January, so we had a yeah. sort of a bit of a Nullet the Mall party, yeah. and um, yeah. Yeah. And what a storm we had we like there was a storm for a scale of winds I was surprised the people that got there I think I must have got about 60 people there but like we had the place to ourselves because there was nobody else in the whole venue but I mean they, yeah. they're very committed people because they got there through yeah. that weather you know so. well as we Anybody who, 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 this part of the world anyway, we certainly know you're a seasoned campaigner, uh, have, have, have ran um, in, in elections before. Um, does this one feel different? I mean, Dublin Bay North, it's a huge constituency. It's, it's, there's an awful lot of candidates. Is this one starting to feel different? It is, yeah. I mean, it's always a constituency I want to run in because, um, like, they divided this up. It's a natural constituency, Dublin Bay North, and it's actually where uh, Sean Dublin Bay Loftus had got elected. So there's always been an environmental seat here, you know, and a sort of a, you know, a, a seat for people that that they really think a bit differently, you know, and um, and, and our, our community activists. So I always thought, like, if there was that, you know, constituents, again, I'd have a much better chance of getting mm-hmm. elected, you know, so um, I was delighted when I saw the new boundaries, you know, and I said, gosh, you know, I, this this is a, you know, an opportunity to run again, like I hope I get selected and I hope I can, you know, uh, run again and give people the opportunity because I always thought if that was there, it'd be better, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, um, yeah. And so, I mean, I've always been campaigning about the Bay and love Dublin Bay as well, you know, and, um, so um, you know, so it's it just for me. It felt yeah. it felt like a natural uh, you know um, opportunity to have you know. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean from, as you say, your own point of view on the bay itself, and there's been very much in the news uh, over the, the, the last few weeks with the dredging and uh, the seawall being constructed along the coast road. Now. So the bay has been very much in the news, but that aside, um, the, the constituency of Dublin Bay North... It, very mixed. We could, if we if we want to put classes on a, a huge mix from uh, disadvantaged areas, people on low incomes, all the way up to what we we'll call middle class professionals. A, a a huge mix across the across the constituency. Um, how 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 are you going to get across those those kind of lines? Do you think yeah you you have something that will 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 appeal to all of those voters? I think so, yeah, because, um, I mean, no matter what background you have and uh, no matter where you live, like, the the issues of of community and voluntary, you know, the fact that I've been working as a community voluntary activist, you know, Mm -hmm. in the area, and it's sort of transcended. I mean, I was a councillor in Dunamead previously, and, I mean, to me, like, I was trying to improve the environment there, making sure green spaces were kept, you know, that bad development didn't happen, you know, at one stage they were going to build around the church there, getting trees planted. I remember when I was done Dublin City Council, there was a list of these trees that were supposed to be planted um, in the area, and I went, God, I don't recognise any of those roads, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it turns out that they weren't being planted there at all, they were planted on the south side, you know? So, okay. like, that was in my early days. So, just even if you go back, they're nice mature trees now. It mightn't seem like much at the time, but when you see them then and you're walking around and you're doing a bit of canvassing and you say, gosh, you know, those little things that seemed at the time are now made, you know, a big difference to people's lives, you know, um, and to keep the green spaces. And and then, you know, just looking after your vulnerable in community, looking for, you know, building healthy communities and access to health services, you know, clean politics, you know, having no corruption, not getting any political donation, not being, you know, in the pockets of any... Um, vested interests or big developers or, mm-hmm. or companies means I think that that has resonance for everybody because they can see what happens when corruption happens and what happens with planning and what happens in the end you know that everybody suffers uh, all our communities suffer and um, that you know and I think equality for all is something that even for those that have they feel it's a fair society. Everybody wants a fair society, you know. Yeah. Um, nobody feels happy, happy when the divides are there. You know, who feels happy when they can see young people and, and families, you know, homeless people and, you know, the amount of children that are homeless now in Dublin. You know, um, it doesn't matter what, you, you know, you, you could be comfortably well off and, and, and be concerned about that, you know. I mean, um, a lot of people turned up for the carols at Southern Cross singing mm-hmm. there for the homeless and... Um, you know, and there's an awful lot of people that, you know, that, that, that even if, that if, they, if they themselves are not, they know other people that are suffering because we should have a right to a, a safe, secure home and it should be in our constitution. And people need to be able to put things in that, like having um, water. Water should be in our constitution, that it's protected and it's kept in the ownership of Irish people. We need to make sure that all our assets are not sold off. You know, the things that are our natural environment mm-hmm. protect that. And then everybody is affected by the cost of energy in this country as well. And it's not secure and it's not sustainable. And it's the biggest cost to most families and most people. You know, when they have, like, people that are even comfortably well off are scared to put on the heating light. They're sort of putting it on for morning, an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. And it's, like, cold again last night. And, like, there's elderly people can't afford their heating, you know. And there's families can't afford to, to keep themselves warm. 
And I mean, that's not good for your health. No. So the long-term um, effects of that, you, you know, you've got Bowman Hospital there. You end up in cold nights like that. You end up with more people in Bowman Hospital, more costs, more waiting people waiting on trolleys. And uh, we need to have secure energy that's affordable and that's renewable energy. And we have the, we have, uh, if we had the way, with, you know, we have the, the resources here in Ireland to do yeah. that, but we're just not making, there's just no commitment in government to do that. And um, you have people, you know, talking about the, the carbon taxes as being a cost. Carbon taxes are minuscule. And, and you know, the government said, oh, that was the Greens' fault. They put them up by even more this time. The Greens actually didn't put in a, a tax on coal. I mean, there's all this false information because the reason they didn't put in a tax on coal is because people didn't have an alternative. Yes. Like we put in other alternatives and we were investing in other alternatives and then we said, oh, when all that's there, when people have the options, when people have the warm, safe, secure, you know, homes, homes that are heated by renewables, that are sustainable, that are, you know, that are not leaking heat out of them, then we can put a tax on coal because we knew that it's the poorest people that are using coal, you know. So, um, and but this government put a tax on coal, but just blame the Greens, you know what I mean? It's just... You know, so um, well, anyway, that's just... that's the vicious roundabout of politics. Sometimes, isn't it? Everybody blames everybody else. What well, you know, you you mentioned a lot of stuff there, and we know uh, that lots of people are disillusioned with um, will say the established parties for for want of a better word. There's lots of people very angry. Um, lots of people still remember Fianna Fáil part in, in, in the crash lots of people angry at the way the current government has handled things and everything else um, and there's that's led now to the proliferation of all kinds of other little small different parties sprouting up right now the social democrats we have uh, the anti-austerity alliance with people before profit um, there's an awful lot of voices in there um, how how are you going to get your message across and, and, and break through the noise as it were? Because, uh, as you say, if, if if people are probably turned off by the traditional parties, if we kind of call the big three the traditional parties, um, and votes are up for for uh, to to be got, um, how how do you get the message across? Because there's an awful lot of people going to be out there trying to grab those votes. Well, I suppose it's because um, I'm going. I would be going myself on my track record, and I would go on the fact that um, that I have got a vision for the future. We are facing new challenges, you know, for the future, and it, it's true that the current system is broken, and and we do have to adapt. But um, not only to survive, but we can thrive, you know. And uh, we do have great resources in Ireland. Um, you know, it's our, in our people and our natural environment. And other parties don't necessarily, they may be sort of getting angry, and I can understand mm-hmm. how people are angry, but I'm saying to people, don't see red, see green, because greens have a vision for the future, you know, for a better, yeah. fairer Ireland, where community is the centre of decision-making. We've always believed that decision-making should be made at the lowest effective level. And yeah. um, that's always been our policy. And now people are seeing that too because they have been decisions made that are being forced upon them. And they have no, that's not real democracy, you know. And um, we don't even have a directly elected mayor in Dublin. You know, we don't have control over our de- old destinies. Yeah. And I mean, the Greens would get to power in order to actually devolve power to the people, you know. So that is different because I'm not saying we want to get in there to be power and how, hang on to power. We want to get in, you know, and be in there in a position so that we can make those changes and, um, you know, that we can strengthen our communities and that we can give people 
uh, an ability to, to make the decisions that affect their lives, you know? Yeah. Well, the Greens were very much the... the, the wiped out in the fallout of the last election and and, and the backlash to the previous government and um, you know it was probably a difficult couple of years to start kind of clawing your way back into people's consciousness do you think people have probably moved on from that now and and, and are happy to embrace uh, the Greens again and their policies yeah, I think they are. I mean, you see climate change, you see the effects now we've had with the storms and the mm-hmm. flooding, you know. We were told, like, you were going to have one in a hundred year flooding, one in a hundred year storms, one in every ten year storms, and now, like, I don't know, like, we're up to HI, you know. You get them every hundred hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we'd be through, we'd be, you need a second alphabet, like, you know, yeah. unfortunately, by the end of the year. So, I mean... The Greens have been talking about this. We've been shouting with Judith and we were told, like, oh, you know, would you get off your 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 high horse box there? You know, <laughs> high horse. Or your yeah. high ho- well, high horse, I thought, you know, we've got more things to be thinking about on yeah. the ground. But, like, Ireland has seen its first climate refugees there, you know, people out of their homes because of the floods uh, with nowhere to go, you know, living in one room. And... Um, this, these, this, these are new realities we're facing, and we have to. It, there's no, there's no reason that we can't adapt and and make our society and and uh, better for everybody. And uh, you know, we're coming up to now. We ha- we are in now the centenary yeah. of 1916, and that those people had a vision. And the problem that's happened with politics since then is that people haven't had a vision. You know, they've been going around just that. You know tried to get into power and making false promises and you know and then going again and we've just had the same old same old cycle over and over again you know and you know a few different faces but really they're all the same mantra you know so I mean we do need to make those yeah so yeah. we do need to make changes and we need to make radical changes and it may be that it's the Greens and other smaller parties and all independents and all sorts of things but I think this is going to be big change and it just takes people to go out there and, you know, and to vote and to, you know, make sure they're registered and make sure they vote because, you know, I'm... Uh, I think that people thought maybe last government that they were going to get that change and, yeah. you know, they put their trust and it didn't happen. But um, people shouldn't get disillusioned. They should yeah. get out there and, and make their voices heard because it only benefits those that are in there that have the status quo, that are comfortable and I'm okay, Jack, you know, for them to sit down and not to, to vote, you know. So, um, no doubt, no doubt it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting times ahead and it promises to be a hugely intriguing election. Donna, we're nearly out of time, but before I let you go, I know you were in at the at the Moore Street uh, demonstrations over the weekend. Uh, maybe you could just bring us up to speed about what's happening in there and, and, and how things are at the minute. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously very passionate because my great-grand-aunt was Elizabeth O'Farrell, like, and yeah. that's where she spent, saw her people last time. But anyway, what's happening is that the court case on today, um, they're hoping to get a hearing today, that's with um, another uh, branch of, of say, Save More Street, and then it's Save More Street from Demolition, there's a couple of campaigns working on it, and there's the people in the occupation, and then there's the people on the on the demonstration, but tonight as well, so we've got two court cases on today, there's, um, they're not saying it was, but I presume it's the state, or something to do with the state, are taking a case to get the occupiers out, there's a case um to prevent the demolition um, of 18, 19 and 13 Moore Street, which will ruin the context of the National Monument mm-hmm. and the terrace 
that she needs to be kept in its entirety. And then there's a special motion that's on tonight. The Green, Green Party have tabled a special motion in Dublin City Council tonight. And I suppose with the support and other parties will probably be putting in motions as well and independence. And um, we're hoping that people will turn up at half five outside City Hall, bring your placards, you know, and save more street and keep using the hashtag save more street. We're, we're, we're trending. Damien Dempsey was down there yesterday. And, you know, people are giving their support. Um, uh, uh, we even had Brendan Carroll tweeting about it as well because he's been down. Yeah. So, I mean, it's gone international, you know. So, um, this is, a, you know, this is, because this, this is unique. Yeah, it's uh, heritage, it's isn't it? It's heritage. Yeah, yeah, it is heritage. And I mean, if you don't respect your heritage, you know, I don't think you respect yourself because that's your background. You know, you need to be proud of who you are. And you need your um, your heritage, and and that's you know I think that's important. I mean, it's our heritage, mm-hmm. not belonging to to anybody else. It's our heritage, and I don't think it's you know right for the state to be demolishing our heritage. I mean, who'd have thought, you know, that 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 national that the national monuments and that our state would actually be a department of heritage would be promoting demolishing. Um, uh, uh, part of part of our heritage. It just doesn't make sense whatsoever. It, it, you know? it doesn't. Um, and uh, so we'll 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 keep up to date on that. Listen, Donna, we're, we're right out of time. Thanks so much for talking to us. And no doubt we'll be talking to you in the coming weeks as the election gathers People pace. Want to watch out the Saint Anne's um, pl- planning permission is up as well, and that needs submissions needs to get in for that. Yeah. And also uh, Dublin Bay, keep an eye out for that as well because Dublin Port Company will be putting a new EIS um, in in for for the dumping at sea as well so just keep an eye on those campaigns because they'll be coming up quite soon as well now so well I'm, I'm sure everybody can follow them on your on your Facebook page or, or they can, if they want to get get <laughs> get involved you're up there on Facebook and Twitter and all of those the, the, yeah, yeah. That seems to be that seems to be God no every, every week that seems to be a new social media platform it must drive you mad trying to keep up does it um <laughs> mind i just sort of quickly send off like a tweet or a fa- you know thing there a facebook thing uh, actually yeah. they're they're quite simple and you get the message out there quite quickly you know as well um, it's a great form of communication it, it is a great form of communication and you're not reliant on on mainstream media it's mm-hmm. like you're making your own news and you're, you're going out there and people and it's very sort of um democratic in that way because you know you're not prevented really from getting the news i mean the fact that even things can trend just by people doing it and I think it's a bit of people power really you know and it's, it's something that can be quite used as a useful tool um, uh, when it comes to, to, to campaigning and, and getting our message across and um, protecting our environment and our heritage and and people's rights. So. Indeed, it can. Listen, Donna, thanks so much for talking. As I say, no doubt we'll talk to you again as the campaign gathers a pace. And I uh, look forward to this. And thanks very much for coming on this morning. Bye, thank you. Bye. bye. Thanks, Donna. Take care. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. This is Near FM. Weekday mornings from 11. This is North Side Today.